You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jadavian Clowney is closing in on a contract extension, and Tyron Matthew explains why he came to Houston. We'll hit on those topics and throw in a little bit more in today's show. Hello, everybody. I'm Robert Land from the Houston Sports Talk Podcast, alongside my partner and co-host, Brian Patterson from House of Houston. Welcome to Locked On Texans. We are your best daily source of Texans news, views, and interviews. They're making some news over the weekend. We're going to get to that. We're part of the FanRag Sports Network, if you're just joining us for the first time. And Brian, we've been waiting on this clowny extension for a while. We're starting to hear rumors on the numbers. What's the latest? The latest from Jordan Schultz uh, from Yahoo Sports. Uh, he tweeted out that uh, the latest figures, uh, and this is all speculation, but he has a good source that says you know he's being offered a deal that's within uh, 18 to 18.5 million a year. This is going to be a five-year deal, so it'd be a little under a hundred million uh, to to get things started right out of the gate, which that's impressive. That would make him the highest-paid non-quarterback in the NFL. And, you know, with a player of his caliber, rightfully so. And, you know, with the Texans having money available over the next couple of seasons, you know, they have about 30 and a half million or 30 million, a little over that right now. Um, Next season will be about 60 million. And then in 2020, it's going to be 112. So as each year progresses, there's going to be money available. So they certainly can afford a deal like this now. Uh, with 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 uh, with 2020 coming, this is all with JJ's uh, contract all on the books. His contract will still be on the books, and you can easily squeeze in clownings. Yeah, also- and, and JJ's contract, by the way, we're, as we get more into JJ's contract, it's worth mentioning that a lot of that money is not guaranteed anymore. So the dead cap hits hit as we move along is getting smaller and smaller. So, uh, you know, I'm not saying that. JJ is going anywhere, but we don't know what's going to happen with his health and we got to see what he's going to do this season. So that that's, that's worth throwing in there as well. Right. That's right. That's right. And um, I wasn't sure what his guaranteed money was and how much he had been paid of it already, but it's a good point that you, you brought that up. I mean, is he that much of a liability um, as he was early uh, in his deal? Uh, Because again, like you said, we won't know what he looks like until he gets out there. He's committed and he's got it in his heart. But your body and your heart and your mind, they actually do different things. So, you know, they're they're intertwined, but not necessarily they want to do what you would like them to do. So what do you think of the Clowney? Like, what, what do you think of this extension right now for Clowney? Do you like th- that idea? My opinion on the Clowney extension is, is that you got to go on and get it done now because you just don't let a guy like that hit the free agency market. I mean, if it just wouldn't be just necessarily a situation for him that you you would want to do something like that uh, to him. And, you know, he's on his last year. You could always franchise him to work it out, but I really think that the Texans are going to go on and get it done. I think it's simply the right thing to do. Yeah. I I don't know if that's the right thing to do because, and this is why I, I say this, and you mentioned the franchise tag, the Texans never seem to take advantage of the franchise tag. Here's the issue. Deshaun Watson You've got five years of Deshaun Watson where he's making next to nothing. This is a great window, if you're the Texans, for going all out for a Super Bowl and spending money on other players outside of Deshaun Watson. 
there's not too many times in a franchise's history where you have a quarterback who's under contract cheaply that could be a franchise quarterback and you can put all of this money around him with big contracts and big names and stuff like that. And that's where I have my issue is because with this extension, now you're throwing this guaranteed money on the books. This was money that they could have spent. And and, and now it's almost like the the cat's out of the bag. I mean, you could have spent more money in free agency this off season and not given him the extension because once you give him the extension, a lot of that money's up front. A lot of that money they're putting towards this year. That's why they've saved all this money, Brian. And what I would have done if I were the Texans, especially with Clowney's injuries history and, and just this is the NFL and stuff happens, especially when you're somebody as big and physical as Clowney is. I would have franchise tagged him next year and then franchise tagged him the year after that. So that way you have no, you're not locked into any guaranteed money. You're not, not locked into anything long term. I mean, why not? When you've got the ability to do something like that, why not do that? And then you could throw that money into something that, you know, filling up other positions that you need. Uh, this year with, you know, that, that's, that's something they could have done with the money that they had, would have had available. I, I just don't understand what the Russian doing all this was. Yeah. I think they just feel that's the right thing to do. But um, if you're wanting to be prudent, you know, with, you know, getting a contract done, you could certainly do uh, the franchise tag, but it's a matter of is Jadavion Clowney going to be using that franchise tag every season you know, we're going to have to be making, we don't know how Tyron Matthews going to perform after this one-year deal that he has signed. Do we, you know, we might have to use that franchise tag for him. You know, this is the Brian Gain era, so we may see a lot of different uh, types of moves that Rick Smith normally wouldn't do in the past. Um, I, I just don't understand why players don't like the franchise tag. You've, you're getting all that money up front guaranteed for one season, but I'm pretty sure they want more years guaranteed that's the reason as to why well you get more money guaranteed if you do the franchise tag i mean typically if you don't do the franchise tag i should say typically you get more money up front you know if he this with this extension i'm guessing he's probably getting 30 million up front or something like that at least with this i, I don't know how they're going to lay it all out but that's probably what's going to happen and that's why the guys want the more money they get up front the more money they get locked up because if you if you're not locked up then what happens is what happens if there's an injury? What happened if you if your career is over? You have a career-ending injury, uh, say this season if you're clowny. So that's the issue. And I know another thing that that was talked about is that they're trying to lock up Whitney Merciless for for an extension. And with two years left on his deal, I just don't think it's necessary. I mean, you got to use the system. I mean, I, I hate it for the players, but this is the way the system is. And there's no point in locking up a guy and, and spending all this money on a contract extension for a Whitney Merciless when, you know, what if in two years he's not the same Whitney Merciless? We, we don't know. I mean, it's you, you, there's no point in, in making putting out their guaranteed money and throwing in money to somebody when you really don't have to. And, and it's more money that you're adding to your salary cap. And like I said, these, this, these next four years before Deshaun Watson reaches free agency, you've got a chance if you're the Texans to spend money on other positions and really take advantage of the fact that you got a quarterback that's cheap. Yeah. And, and as far as the Whitney Merciless deal, I certainly feel that, you know, they want to get this done as well because he does have an out in his contract. By the way, the report on the Whitney Merciless deal also came from Jordan Schultz of Yahoo Sports. But uh, what I was getting at is, 
um, you know, in after this season, he does have an out. Uh, he can he can go on and move somewhere else, and it wouldn't be uh, too much of a, a cap hit, you know, the rest of the way with this deal, uh, with them having one year left after this season. So uh, with, Whitney, with Whitney Merciless, yeah, I wrote a piece on HouseOfHouston.com, you know, explaining that same thing. You know, we don't have to do this deal now. I mean, it's a pectoral muscle injury, and usually it's, you know, not a high-risk injury or career-threatening. But again, you don't know. He has not played <laughs> in nearly a year now coming up uh, once the season starts. So, you know, we, we just got to see where he's at in terms of physically and his ability to still be a ball hawk like he had been. So, you know, I don't think it, we, we have to do this deal right now. And it, it is just something that, that they can certainly win until next season. And we'll see how he does. It's just the difference in the way I think I would manage this team and I would set things up compared to way, the way the Texans do it. And you said earlier the right thing to do. The right thing to do to win or the right thing to you want to do the right thing to do for the players out there. I mean, you, you're not going to make everybody happy at all times. If you're signing contracts, everybody's going to be upset. So I get it. I just that's it's not the way I would do things. Um, what I got one other thing on Clowney, but also the Honey Badger wrote about his reasons for wanting to come to Houston. We'll see what he had to say shortly. But first, I just want to remind all you new listeners that. If you're enjoying Locked On Texans, do us a favor. Tell your friends. Let them know they can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Spotify. We're that perfect antidote for the long car ride to work in that heavy traffic, that Houston traffic that everybody loves and hates. Well, hates pretty much. And, and hey, if you're a fan of the show, record a message for us, maybe using the voice memo on your phone. Email the voice memo to LockedOnTexans at Mail.com, and we'll use it on the show. Before I get to Tyron Matthew. I got one more little quick thing on Clowney and, and Brian, you know, I don't think we talked about this story, but about a month ago, tell me if you've heard this one. Clowney's dog was found by a woman in Texas city. Crazy story. She traced his English bulldog named King as in King and queen to his, to Clowney's vet in South Carolina through the microchip that they had implanted. It turns out, that there was a happy ending when Clowney got his dog back, but that was something that I, I that went under my radar. But Clowney actually got really lucky, and this woman in Texas City found Clowney's dog. That's pretty cool. And uh, wondering how he got lost in the first place, you know. But uh, it, it's it's a good story that has just uh, came out to uh, an ending that uh, we can all be proud of. And there are good Samaritan type people out there. And little did she know that she found the dog of a uh, NFL star, a budding NFL star, by the way. What a great story. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, pretty crazy story. Uh, did you catch Tyron Matthews' piece in the Player Tribune where he thanked the Arizona Cardinals? Did you see that? I sure did. I read it. Terrific. Yeah, it was really good. If anybody missed it, uh, I'm just going to give you an excerpt where he tells the story of his family moving to Houston after Hurricane Katrina. Keep in mind, they'd started off in a shelter in Louisiana where he said there were drugs and fights and destruction all around him. So here's what Matthew said about that time and his choice to play for the Texans. And I'll quote Matthew on this. He says, what I'll never forget is just how much the people in Houston embraced us. I was in this strange place. We lost everything. And I get on this school bus where I don't recognize a single face and everybody was really cool to me. They told me they were praying for my family. And for the first time since the storm, I felt a sense of relief. 
Looking back on this situation, it feels gratifying to return to Houston on my own terms in a completely different state of mind. I'm not going to lie. After the Cardinals let me go, of course I was kind of hurt. But at the same time, it was also pretty dope to see J.J. Watt openly recruiting me to play on this team. I wasn't super highly recruited or highly rated coming out of high school, so I'd never really experienced what it was like to have a lot of people openly lobbying for me to play for them. I let myself enjoy that. And, and there you go, Brian. I mean, he says it right there. JJ recruiting him, that was a factor. It was. Yes, yes, it was. And uh, the minute I saw the tweet, I knew it was going to make a difference because you know the star status, the star power that JJ Watt has. And it was going to push things uh, over the top. And um, lo and behold, you know, as we talked about, J.J. Watt was the one that broke the news whenever he agreed to a de- to the deal with the Texans. It wasn't Adam Schefter. It wasn't Ian Rappaport. It was J.J. who broke the news. So that's pretty awesome there. Important note that I'd like to – there was a quote that, that kind of took me aback because it definitely shows how committed he is to his, this organization. Yes, he signed a one-year deal. But I have a feeling that he wants to be here for a long time. Now, he can't say that because his agents have advised him, take the one-year deal, and we'll see how it goes. But he says this, I like that I'm a hungry player coming to a hungry organization. I expect this to be a big year. It's not enough just to make the playoffs. I want to win a Super Bowl here. Houston welcomed me and my family with open arms when we needed it the most. I've never forgotten that, and it feels good. Uh, to be back. So that sounds like a guy that wants to be here for a long time. This isn't a guy that's just going to be here for one year and move on. This guy is committed to ensure that he helps his team win a Super Bowl. Will we win a Super Bowl next year? That's uncertain and unlikely, but he's here for what? the long What? What are you saying? That's unlikely. <laughs> Wait a second. What happened to Mr. <laughs> Pe- Peggy Positive, Brian, the Brian Patterson I know and love you. you oh, by the way, everybody knows Brian is making a point when you hear him. You're that thumping behind him. He's pounding his desk. That's when he gets really excited. That's the way you know that Brian is hyped up. But I, I wasn't expecting him to go. Well, it's unlikely that they win a Super Bowl. Hey, that's not the Brian we we know and love. He, by the way, he also said Houston was the right choice for a lot of reasons. The Texans had the best defense in football two years ago, so that did matter to him. He also said when. When everyone on their roster is healthy, healthy, there's no reason this team can't have the best defense again. Houston welcomed me and my family with open arms when we needed it the most. I've never forgotten that. It feels good to be back. And Brian, yeah, it's I agree with you that what he said, you know, with through all of this is that Houston holds a special place for him. So it's definitely some it's it's definitely a possibility that he could stick around and, and be here for a long time. And uh, you know, I think. When I when you read that article, you go, hey, you know, it's it's it really meant something for him to be here. And if people forgot that Matthew had come to Houston after Hurricane Katrina, you know, that that's a big reminder. And and I tell you what, you know, Houston's hospitality paying off for the Houston sports teams. I don't think this is the first time we've seen a guy come here because of what happened during Hurricane Katrina. If I remember right, I want to say it was uh, uh, Eddie Kendrick or something the, the with the Kansas City Chiefs when he signed here. Not not obviously as big a name or anywhere near the safety that Tyron Matthew is, but he was another guy. wasn't Wasn't it him? Wasn't it Kendrick? I'm trying to remember. Yeah, my 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 memory is fleeting me on that one. I wish I could answer that. Yeah, one I th- for you. Th- yeah, I think it was. I, I believe it was him. So yeah, it's, it, that's a good sign. So yeah, hopefully Matthew sticks around. 
Um, one, one quick thing I was going to throw out at you. And, uh, did you see Deshaun Watson was, did you see who he was sitting with at the Rockets game this week? They kept showing the picture, but I can't remember who he was sitting with. You're going to have to bring that one up. And yeah, Travis Scott, Travis Scott was the guy. Oh yes, 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 yes. Yeah. He's, he's, he's a fan of a lot of, you know, a lot of sports fans around here and a lot of uh, athletes are a fan of his work. Uh, you think about the Astros right now, a good chunk of them right now, when they come up to bat, a lot of his his work is being played over the loudspeaker you know, when they come up to bat. So, you know, he, he just is infectious with his work. A few seats over, by the way, speaking of the Astros from Deshaun Watson and Travis Scott was Justin Verlander and Mrs. Kate Upton Verlander. Uh, Jim Crane was there and he gave uh, Tillman Fertitta an Astros championship ring. You think Bob McNair gets a championship ring, Brian? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. Well, I mean, this is McNair. He, the one thing is he, you never see him at the Rockets. That's it. It's interesting. He's never there. Yeah. He's kind of like in his ivory tower and isolated. And especially with the comments that he said, we've already talked about that, but um, I, I wouldn't see any reason. I don't, I don't know how the rapport is between, I think it's just like the Rockets and the Astros. They, they work together in the Texans. They kind of just do their own thing. All right, before we move on, just a quick reminder to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, email us at LockedOnTexans at mail.com. Hey, let us know what you think. Send us some questions, comments, whatever. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. If you forget any of that, just go to the show description of each podcast. It's all right there. We're also looking for contributors to our website, LockedOnTexans.com. If you're interested in being part of what we do, let us know when you're done with today's podcast. By the way, we'd appreciate it if you take a few seconds to rate us on iTunes, it helps people find our show. It's a great way for those out there that are looking for some Texans content to, to find us and in turn, I think it'll help you guys. Looks like we need to throw out a congratulations to local resident Patrick Reed for winning the Masters, Brian. JJ threw him some love on Twitter and Toro the mascot even retweeted a pic with him and Reed wearing a number seven jersey at NRG Stadium. I guess he chose number seven because he's a Case Keenum fan. I don't know. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wish I knew the significance to that. You know, I was pulling for Tiger Woods, you know, I'm pulling. It, it's good when Tiger's, you know, you know, playing at a dominant level, you know, it's good to watch him get back to his old self. You know, he, he came up short, of course, but I would have loved to see him win this Masters. But, uh, you know, kudos and congratulations uh, to the winner. And, uh, you know, that's just a pretty awesome feat. His career will never be the same. J.J. Watt's a golf fan, or at least he's a Masters fan, because he was tweeting about that all weekend. Uh, we also, by the way, got a nice iTunes review from one of our listeners. Uh, the review says, quote, I currently live in Boston. I'm a diehard Texans fan. This podcast is great to help stay in touch with my local team without having to listen to the biased local coverage. I agree with that. I agree with what he said there. He also said great insight and depth during the season and the offseason. I'll continue to support and spread the word brian it's good to hear support from up in new england good to hear yeah because we don't we don't get much of that you know it's pretty much uh, venom spit at us you know because you know we we have a lot of patriots guys former patriots guys so it's like a competition but hey i'll take any credit that uh that's lashed out at us yeah don't forget we we mention it every show if you mention us up on itunes we'll try to give you a shout out on the show for sure send us an email we're, we'll talk to people about uh, what you had to say there, would love to hear from people. Uh, for our listeners who might have missed this past week, lots of good co content. 
We hit on Bob McNair's latest controversy in our last show. State of the Texans correspondent Big Ron broke down the Texans free agent O-line additions. We brought on our colleagues from Locked On Titans to see what they've done this offseason and get their thoughts on the AFC South. So lots of good content. If you missed the last week, I know everything's been going on. Spring break, Easter holidays, uh, all all the different uh, reasons that uh, you guys might have missed over the last few days or the last couple of weeks. But uh, definitely some good stuff. Brian, anything else before we get going? Anything else about the McNair stuff that we, we didn't touch on last time that you wanted to throw out there? I think we pretty much covered everything uh, about the whole situation with uh, Bob McNair. We just know that he is going to strut his stuff with his chest stuck out and say what he wants because, you know, obviously he feels that he's bulletproof. So um, I'm just waiting on the next thing he says. I mean, it probably should be – usually it's every two weeks – so we'll be waiting on what he says next week. So I'll, I'll be waiting on that. It seems like he has this right on schedule. <laughs> like I said in the last year, I think, it, hey, if you're complaining about, boy, the Texans never get national attention while Bob McNair is doing his best, whether it's good or bad, it's just kind yeah. of the Jerry, his, him and Jerry Jones, I think, are buds. And, and that's what Jerry Jones does. He gets his name out there, whether it's good or bad news. He's, their Cowboys are always in the news, so. Whatever. Uh, you got it all covered, Brian, over on House of Houston, a fan site affiliate. For anybody that hasn't, go check out his and his staff stories on houseofhouston.com. Subscribe to my Houston Sports Talk podcast. This past week, I had fun, raucous conversation with the man behind Clutch, the Clutch Fans website, David Hardesty. Good stuff from David, as always. Lots of fun to talk to him. That's all we got for this one. As always, thanks for making us a part of your week. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 